Hello and not welcome to not an ABW live show. Arsenal nil, Liverpool two. Much like this reminds me much like uh, Christmas nineteen eighty four. I don't know if it does anybody else. Christmas Eve. I told my, I told my parents over Christmas I wanted a Commodore sixty four for Christmas. I knew they'd bought me a computer. So Christmas Eve, I was all excited. Christmas Day, open the big present, Commodore sixteen. I'm having flashbacks. That's how I feel today. With me this, tonight to uh, to shed some tears is uh, Femi. You right, Fem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much, much different mood than last week, right? This time <laughs> last week, we were bouncing <laughs> off the walls. <laughs> oh, dear. What a letdown. And also, from uh, cold and minus probably 200 degrees in Canada, it's Stan. All right, Stan. All right, lads. That wasn't how... That wasn't how this story was supposed to end. That's not how I had this story playing out at all. You no. know, I've, I've been practicing my best laugh in the mirror all week so that when that final whistle went, I could just stand up and laugh at the television at Klopp. But instead, when the whistle final whistle went, it was just silence in my house. Highly annoying. Um, Fem, what's your, um, your initial thoughts about the game while I go and do some tweets, try and distract myself from this sadness? Um, I kind of expected that to be honest. I, I just didn't see how we were going to score against them. That was my uh, main thing. Um, overall, it was just disjointed. Um, it, it reminded me a lot like the Villarreal game last season that we had to win as well at home, and also the year before the Olympiacos game. It just it just identical to all those games. Hardly created anything. Slow movement of the ball. Yeah, that that that's that's what I can say. Stan, what did you overall think? It's weird, right? Because in that first fifteen minutes or so, even though that wouldn't be the sort of lineup that I would put out together, he didn't really have anything else to really fall back on. But I did think for that first fifteen minutes. It was all Arsenal. We did have that zip on the ball and we were we were causing them problems. But the first goal, the way that I mean, it literally I thought I thought my TV had gone into slow motion, the way it just kind of like trundled over the line. And when that happened, it like really took a big bite out of the confidence in the team. And I was thinking, oh no, can we get back into this? You know, I knew that we would have some more spells of attacking play. I just hoped that my fingers crossed that when we did get them spells, that we'd be able to do something positive with it. But after that first 15 minutes and, and that first goal, it, 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 it we never got back to that first 15 minutes. We had a couple of spells, which which looked bright, but it did knock the stuffing out of us a little bit. But when you, you say the first 15 minutes, we've seen this against other big teams for example, Man City away at the beginning of the season where we had about seven or eight good minutes where we come out of the blocks flying and anything goes wrong, we let in a goal, there's no coming back. And it's very rare that we play badly and get a result. I think I heard that on a pod last night, actually, that you guys were talking about, Danny. Someone said, how many games have we played this season that we've not played well? And got away with something. They said maybe Palace at home and maybe Brighton away are the only two games that I can think of as well. So once something goes wrong, it, it just seems to just fall apart. 
Yeah, I forgot that that was on there last night. It seems like the times that we play brilliantly, we either lose or draw. Um, that's a good point. Whoever made that is probably John or James, because I didn't make it because I didn't know. Um, I don't think we can be too harsh on all the players. I mean, you could see from the start of the game that Tommy Ashley was incredibly rusty, wasn't ready for it. He's been, he's had an injury, and we could see Lukonga wasn't um, happy playing or wasn't um, confident playing in that kind of quarterback role. Um, a few times he'd get the ball and he'd mess it up. Ben White wasn't really on his game today, and, and he got turned a couple of times. Martinelli was absolutely amazing, but no end product. And Lacazette is stand. Are you worried about Lacazette? Because since uh, Aubameyang's gone, Lacazette has been the main man up front. Not going to call him a striker. Done virtually nothing apart from being a good captain, um, tracking back, trying to do all that lot. But as a striker, you want the ball to you. You don't want to have to go and get the ball. You want people to give yeah. you the ball. So he's having to go and get it. He's having to track back and all that, and he can't do it. It's 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 something he's never done before, and it's something he's not doing now. And he's not scoring goals. I mean, he's unlucky with that free kick, but when you see it in slow mo, that wasn't going in anyway. That hit the bar and come back out, and then he gets one chance during the game, and he, he skied it. I mean, his body. His, Alan Smith was saying his body position was all wrong even before yeah. he got the ball, but and then Eddie comes on and, and does well. Ed, that's a, a similar kind of problem. So Stan, that's a, I don't even remember him touching the ball. Yeah, that wasn't given it. So Stan, what 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 is the answer? Um, good luck with that. <laughs> One of the things I noticed with Martinelli when he's out there on the left and he gets the ball and he's doing his uh, bit of wizardry on the ball and he has two, sometimes maybe three players of the opposition sort of standing around him. I've noticed this now, and I noticed it a lot in this game, but even before this game. Why doesn't an, an one or two Arsenal players go over and provide an outlet for him? They all just stand off and they watch him with what he's doing with two or three and see if he can wriggle out or cross the ball. I'd really like to see one or two other players at least going over and providing an out an outlet for him. And perhaps maybe when they give the ball when he gives the ball to them and he wriggles out, they can give the ball back to him in a dangerous area and create something. So that's something that I remember I wrote down here. Uh, in my notes, but Lacazette, I know that he's been um, getting a lot of high praise recently for for a lot of the work that he's doing in the team. But it's for me, it's a purple patch. It's something that I don't think that we can really persist with. If there is any talk about um, a, a contract, maybe a, a two year contract with other people coming in, so that he's there as a as a backup to help players bed in. You know. But it's it's his last dance now, really, you know. And as you say, I mean, before this little purple patch, how often did Lacazette finish ninety minutes? So I worry that his legs are going. You know, there's a lot more games to come. But another twenty games to come. You know, it wouldn't surprise me at some point in the season that we see us turn out for a game where we're not even playing a striker, and we're playing, you know, one of the midfielders through the middle as a false nine or something like that, because. I'm, I'm worried that Lacazette's not going to have the steam to to get through the rest of the season if Aubameyang's not going to be available and if Eddie maybe even leaves. There's no chance that we sell Aubameyang or loan out Aubameyang if this is our only options. We have to make that work because unless we, we're planning on all this clearing the decks is to get someone, we have to keep him and, and get him back in the team because... We're in, we're not going to. I mean, whenever we're looking at Jan, what are we, January twentieth, we've got how many league games left, and that's it. There's no Europe, no cups, nothing. I've never 
what, <laughs> what in how many years now? 25 for it. We've got 18 never, games left. Yeah, I've never known that in January for Arsenal. That's ridiculous. Even That's in all Pete Wenger, we, did, we didn't even, do that. Even in, yeah, even in Pete Wenger, we'll still get to minimum quarterfinals in Europe. And then in around March, maybe we'll get knocked out of everything. But to be out of everything on the 20th of January, that's that's literally it. So you've got 18 games against weaker teams or, you know, Lacazette can look good because we can kind of push them back. But against stronger teams, he just, I mean, Van Dijk and whoever they played at centre-back today, just, they weren't under any pressure whatsoever. He, he pressured their midfield more than their, their centre-backs. And did you notice that he was playing on the right a lot today? He's literally playing on, on the touch line sometimes. So, yeah, I don't know. He, he just doesn't have the legs. I don't Like I say, I don't see the point of giving him a new contract. I would just rip the whole forward line up yeah. and just start a game. Yeah. Because it's just not working. Whatever we're doing there is not working. I'd just like to say that that would be... That, you know, if it was my choice, I agree 100%. I would rip it all up, that front line, exactly, and start that all again. I wouldn't keep any of those three. Obviously, Balogun going out on line. The other three, just let's start again there. Yeah. Um, Femi, is there any... Um, I'm a bit behind on the chat. Is there any um, any fairness to say that Liverpool are top of the football mountain and we are only halfway up the football mountain. We're on our way out and things like this are going to happen. You can't realistically go and beat them. We've, we've had a few, we had a really good defensive game against them last time, but when you've got the number of players coming back that we had from, from illness or whatever it was, and, and then all the other stuff going on, can we really be that angry at them for losing? Because I had no hope for the semi-finals. I mean, that full, the first leg gave me firm, false hope. But then when you look at it and you think, well, hold on a second, we are playing against one of the best teams in the world and our, our players are still growing and we we can't score. We haven't got a centre-forward who scores goals. And uh, uh, is there is any argument to say that might be the point? I mean, I'm not really angry, angry, because I kind of expected us to lose. But the problem with that kind of thing is we've, for example, OK, we've got to play Liverpool in, in a few weeks in the league. I think the game has been moved because of this cup final now. And then by that time, they'll have Salah and Mane back, for example. So what are we going to say? Are we just going to say today it really looked like men against babies, really? Like, uh, you know, we just seem to not have the personnel to deal with anything that they were throwing at us. And then the problem with that is the system that we were playing wasn't good enough to cover up for the fact that we don't have personnel. So why I say that is, let's look at Brighton, for example, Some a team like Brighton. They don't have the best personnel individually, but the, the system that they play, the way that they play, covers up for those types of individual players, doesn't it? We don't seem to have a system or, or something, a way of playing that, especially going forward, let's say, that just a, a style of play, something that worries every team. The Man City game was, like I always say, it was really good. But those types of games seem, they're always like a one-off, one every 20, 30 games for us. It, those, and then those seem like the anomaly. Do, do, you, do you see what I'm saying? So mm. if you had a system that was good, for example, like Liverpool played tonight. Liverpool had quite a few players out tonight, you know, and they still, yeah. it's the way they play. It's the way they play. So although we're saying they're top 
you know, top three team in the world. They still had a lot of players out tonight. And it was just, it was, it was so basic for them. I mean, there was parts of the game that I was falling asleep because I just knew nothing was going to happen. <laughs> it didn't look like they even had to try that hard, did it? They, every yeah, now and then, just go try a bit, get a goal, then back off. Meanwhile, we're running, one of you two said running around like a blue arsed fly, chucking in crosses. Uh, to, to absolutely no one. Stan, do you, I just looked. We have, we've scored one goal in our last four games. We've had three defeats and a loss and scored one goal. Is is that going to, whoever holds the, in charge of the money, is that going to make them go, well, if, if we don't do something and get someone in up front who's going to score goals, this is this season could be on its arse already. After we've worked that hard to get up to the top parts of the table. We've only, as you say, we've got it, 18 games to go now and there's no other distractions. If we want to make a push, now is the time to do it. Now is the time to bring in some reinforcements. But we have been trying to bring in reinforcements. We just haven't been able to, to get them over the line for whatever reason. I don't think it's a case that we've been lazy. We've been making contact with a lot of people. We just need to try and get that business done. But if we're going to, if, if the owners of the club want us to get back in Europe, now is the time to get that push going because we've got no other distractions and it's still within our grasp. But I'm, I'm a little bit different to Femi. I am quite angry about today, but not angry that we lost to Liverpool and I'm like, oh, Liverpool beat us. I'm angry that we lost this particular fixture because Liverpool have been really pissing me off lately and I'm sure that their antics off the pitch have been getting under the, 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 the toenails of a lot of other people out there and I really just really was wishing that we could just stuff it to them today, you know? But I was very disappointed that even though we're playing at home there, there were times when we looked like the away team and the fact that we couldn't even muscle up one goal at home and at least take it to them a little bit kind of was a little bit disappointing to me and I remember writing on my pad at one point I was writing down maybe if there's some way that we could go down to 10 men maybe we'd, we'd play better and I was being a little bit sarcastic and then obviously when Thomas Party saw red I was like fuck I've got my wish but it was you know too little too late by then it was uh it was curtains you know that was the final nail and that's really now gonna hurt us especially the way that there was been, you know, everybody's been lured in the way that he basically, you know, got the got the fucking night plane back, hardly sort of like got in his sleep and uh, turned out for us, which is quite commendable. But as somebody I saw my timeline that put, maybe that red was a tactical red, so that the, there's more impetus to bring people in. I know that's not the case, but it did make me chuckle. Well, the good news is, um, Party and Jacko have weeks off now. <laughs> They've got so he much time back for nothing. Now. Yeah, they've, they're not playing. When is our next game? February the 9th or something like that? <laughs> after after this weekend. So they've it got a lot. You can sleep as much February. as you want. 10th of February, February away you know. at Wolves. So they've got a lovely two-week break. Three weeks. Yeah, there you well, go. Well, no, they're going to have... Uh, had how long, hasn't he? Tw- yeah, three weeks. Three weeks off. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> I mean... I don't know. I don't know if, if yeah, I, I, I don't, we're not really going minute by minute. We're kind of jumping all over the place, aren't we? I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if, um, yeah, I don't know if, if, if playing party was the best thing tonight, to be honest with you. Because honestly, like, as much as we all were like, oh, no, it's great. He's on the bench. Like, it's, it's, when, when you think about, when we talk about player welfare, that's a little bit crazy 
he played on Tuesday, let alone, okay, if a player played, how many players played two two games in two days? You rarely see that at top-level football. He's playing in a hot country, very, very hot country. You know, he's got knocked out, so there's this disappointment of that. Then he's had to jump on a plane. I don't know how long, someone said that the flight, is, I don't know how long, maybe let's say an eight-hour flight. <laughs> That's a, And it's an overnight flight because he's landed in the UK at midday, so it must be an overnight flight. Landed in the UK midday, gone straight to the team hotel, and I know we're desperate, but God, you've thrown him on, and he's lasted less than 15 minutes. He's very lucky he didn't get a straight red. I'm not going to lie to you for that tackle. He's very, very lucky. The first one wasn't a yellow, but he's lucky he didn't get a straight red for that one. Now, he's missing the next game, so it's like Sometimes, as a manager, you just have to say, you know what, you have to trust. <laughs> it didn't make a difference anyway. You just have to trust what you have sometimes. Just looking at the games he played, 10th of January, um, Morocco won, Ghana nil. 14th of January, Gabon won, Ghana won. 18th of January, Ghana 2, New York Cosmos 3. And then today, so he played, had a part in uh, four games in 10 days. I mean, yeah, someone's, saying, someone's saying Mikel Antonio did the same for uh, after playing for Jamaica that we're making excuses. I think that's Ant in the chat. But Ant, what you got to remember is, Parsi went to a tournament. He went to a hot country to a tournament football. It's like someone coming from the Euros and playing two days later. Come on, sometimes it's it's it, and you've been disappointed at being knocked out as well. You you got to be careful with players sometimes. <laughs> I was very surprised to see him on the bench and I thought, okay, I get it if he's going to be travelling with the team to lend his support and be there. But it, I definitely, as Famous said, I didn't want us to draw from that well. I did not think it would be a good idea to bring him on with all of that travel and, you know, coming out of the tournament. It just wasn't a good, just wasn't a good recipe. Fem, do you think this is going to encourage anyone to pull their finger out and get a striker in? Because I, I think Aubameyang's done at the club. Even if they he manages Arteta go, sends in some flowers and some chocolates and he comes back, his heart isn't in it. I and mean, he's going to look at going off to play in the Middle East somewhere and he'll be on an absolute fortune over there. It's what, a £6.8 million um, deal, uh, agreed deal if he, if he goes there on loan for the rest of the season and then they'll take up all of his wages. I mean, it's not the £6.8 million that's a good thing. It's not having to pay him for the next 18 months, which is a shame because he'll go over there and score 50 goals in half a season because he's still, when he wants to be, a magnificent player. Yeah, it's all a bit sad, isn't it? Um, it's, <laughs> that's one way of looking at it. <laughs> it's just like... How did it all go so wrong so quickly? Like, I just don't understand. But squad depth, that's where it's gone putting wrong. That to, putting that to a side, how, how is it? I get that. I would love to say, oh, let's just get, let him go. And, you know, it's the best decision. Get his wages off the wage bill, all of that stuff. But if we get rid of Yang and we don't finish top four, is it worth it? That's what you got to ask yourself. Is it worth it? If we go with what we've got now, we're not finishing top four. That's the honest truth. It, and we can try and pretend all we want. We're not going to finish top four with Lacazette and and Eddie, who are who both have one foot out the door and could sign for a European club any minute, basically, from now on. 
Um, and then you, you, you know, you have to, I don't know what we're going to do in terms of signings. We, I think we just need to get through the Burnley game on Sunday and then use that break that we have to just get some players in. We, we have to do something because you don't really want to be doing loads and loads of business in January, but we've let so many players go that there must be a plan. There has to be a plan. This can't just be just, just. <laughs> but if you've got eighteen games left, I'm, I, I can understand why you're letting loads of players go. But then you're just short in other areas. It, it doesn't make sense, to be honest. Stan, does this go down in the Mikel Arteta um, Thomas Party playbook of of, of errors? Um, it's almost a series on its own. The bringing him back against Spurs too soon and getting him injured. Um, there was another occasion I can't remember, and then this one tonight, bringing rushing him back with a private jet, bringing him on, watching him get sent off, and going, "Why?" I mean, it's good sometimes when you have a player that's like, "No, okay, boss, you know, I feel a lot better. I can play in the next game, or it, it doesn't matter. The flight was comfortable. I can play." Sometimes a manager's got to manage the player, even though the player might be showing that they're willing. You have to sometimes save them from themselves. You know, it's great that he rushed to get back with us, but. We're bollocks now for for the for the next game. We're in a lot worse, more trouble than we were had he had not rushed back, you know. So we just shot ourselves in the we just shot ourselves in the foot. But going on to that um, Abamyang rumor, the bid from the Middle East is that is that pretty solid or what? Because I was listening to um, Hugh Wizzy yesterday, who was looking at that story, and he was looking at uh, the Twitter feed of uh, of a guy from over that way in Saudi Arabia. Um, and he's got something like 1.4 million followers and does like a, a lot of football sort of information over that way. And he was saying that no contact has been made at whatsoever and there's not even any contact even being thought about regarding Aubameyang. So I, I don't know how solid that, that link is. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would like us, as we said earlier, to rip up the front row. If we could get some money for Aubameyang and get him off our books, that would be, would be good. As long as there is obviously someone coming the other way that's going to take his place. I think um, with the links, I think the reason why you kind of know that it's solid, obviously we had the local, Ars a couple of the local Arsenal journalists reporting it, but I think tonight, I think Sammy Mockbell has got a piece on it in the Daily Mail, I think he writes for, but he's gone really in-depth Okay. In into it, so he's gone. You know, he's gone into the 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 two clubs, the managers that want him, why they want him, and that Arsenal are ready to accept. But it's up to Oba now. So him, Oba, and his team are thinking it over. Basically, he's gone into that much depth. Basically, so there's two teams in the and they're both in the Middle East, are they? Two teams, yeah. Okay. Yeah, one well, of them quite... is managed by the ex uh, ex Monaco manager Jard. Jardel, Jardine, Jardine, Jardine. Yeah. Jardel, okay, Jardine, Jardine. Yeah. Jardine, Mario, isn't it, Mario? <laughs> I don't know. Got a quote here from Rudy Klopp. Martinelli, by the way, everyone should remember that name. Outstanding player. Oh that's, God, that's... stop saying that. He said that before. Keep your hooks out. alone. <laughs> yeah. I so, passed um... pass after that last Liverpool game. There was that picture of him, like literally cuddling Saka. <laughs> Which I didn't like, <laughs> trying to whisper in his ear. So, where, uh, Stan, where do we go from here? I mean, I've, I've made some notes. If you want to refer to any of your notes, you can. I mean, the only thing that... that actually, I will have, I'll have a quick look at my notes. Uh, I made five. Uh, Lacker's free kick wasn't going in, but superb. 
And then uh, 13th minute, they scored from a corner, but it was offside. And then goal from Jota. Um, that was maybe Tommy Ash's fault for slipping, but can't really help that. And Martinelli and the Fabino penalty. That was never a penalty. Lacquer finally gets a chance. Skies it. Terrible. Great double save from Ramsdale, but they were offside. And then Jota scored. So is have you got any other important notes or anything else that could be relevant to this? Because uh, I think we're all just feeling really deflated. And Yeah. I mean, regarding the actual match itself, I mean, that's, that's it in a nutshell, really. But, I mean, you did ask... Um, <laughs> You did ask it earlier, you know, where do we go from here? And I think um, it seems to be obvious to all of us here what, what needs to be done. I think it's obvious to the manager now what needs to be done. It's, the striking area, you know, we need someone that's can, that can chip in with goals. We need, we need that person that, you know, at least 15 goals in the league is like their bread and butter. If they can get more than that, that's a bonus because that would really help us out. And then in the middle of the pitch. You know, in the middle of the park, we need reinforcements big time. And I think everybody knows that. I think everyone at the club knows that. So we've just got to keep our fingers fingers crossed that, that we can get people in before this window closes. Otherwise, we could be like scrambling to never mind the top four to get into the Europa League, to get into the top six. God, dear. Yeah, um, it, it can go. It, the, the way that the league is, it can go. It's so weird. We're we're games in. We're now the games in hand. FC, aren't we? We're games in hand, winning them from being level on points with Chelsea, yet we're level on points with Man United. So it's a very balanced. It's a very like this is the the moment to strike. You know what? Top four is is there for us um, this year. It's going to get harder and harder every year if that Conte stays at. Tottenham, which I still have a feeling he could he could just leave. If you know, or, or Man United will never be this bad. You know, there's so many Newcastle are gonna just spend, 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 aren't they? So we have got a chance this year, but we just gotta get at least two players that can push those first team central midfielders and just someone at up front. Um, if we're chasing a guy up front, I'm. I'm <laughs> That's when was the transfer window closed? Was it October last one or, or end of September? If you've known that you wanted this guy since that time, and you know rumors, I don't really like to listen to Italian rumors because there's so many of them. And uh, but if you've known that you wanted this guy, and it's just back and forth since November, even November, and you're getting to the end of January, you must have other targets that you can go for. Just just get on with it. You have to have something. Something is better than what we have right now. <laughs> Got some quotes here. I agree with that. Um, but we did it with Odegaard and saved ourselves 25 million quid. So maybe that's what they're looking at. Um, Rudy's got some quotes. Arteta on party, red card. It's a big loss. We have to learn from that. We've played the last three games with 10 men. Technically, we didn't. It's three out of the last four games. Uh, we played not in the We didn't get anyone sent off. That was a high note. Got one sent off against City, one sent off against Liverpool, and then one sent off against Liverpool again. So, I mean, three red cards in four games. That is worrying. And then, uh, like I, I think oh, I said earlier, Arteta on Tommy Ashu. He's done incredible. We didn't want him to play. But at the moment, he knew that Cedric and Chambers were unavailable. He said he wanted to play. I mean, I think we uh, we all saw that, didn't we? It took him maybe an hour to get into the game. And even then, he still wasn't ready. So, uh, it's, uh, 
yeah, a bit sad that uh, Chambers got an injury because he would have done well there. Um, I think he's got, uh, is there another quote here? No, there's not. Fem, you were going to say something. No, I was just reading the comments in the in the chat. I think uh, uh, Craig Barler was <laughs> was reacting to that comment. He said the fact that Arteta has to talk about Cedric. There you go, Cedric <laughs> and Chambers shows our squad depth. That's so funny. Chambers has, has played like one game since October. So yeah, uh, Tommy. I don't know about Tommy Asu. He looked like he had the wrong boots on today as well. He kept slipping over a hundred times. Mm. So he just yeah he he didn't look himself today. He's he's been really good, but he's been struggling um, quite a lot with injuries um, recently as well. So oh, we'll get there. We mentioned this on the the uh, the pod last night, Stan. That um, we've had, we've we've bought in since the, the transfer window opened on the first of June. We've bought in seven players. Seventeen players have left the club, and we've let twenty two players go out on loan. So that's 39 out, seven in. Wow. wow I didn't realise it was that high on the loan. Yeah, 20. I mean, you know, two, two players have gone out on loan twice, so it could be 20 players, but 22 loans. Wow, that's a lot. I mean, that's up there with Chelsea. And I was just taking, it was just a couple of days ago, I was taking the piss out of Chelsea for having so many players out on loan. So thanks for, thanks for enlightening me on that. But, um, <laughs> you know, a lot of them are youth players, though. Yeah. But when you look at the players that have that could you could say were first team players, you've got Pablo Mari, um, Maitland Niles, Bellerin, Nelson, Terea, um Willock. Who else is there? Saliba, Gwenduzi, Mavropanos. So that's eight players that you could say would be in and around the first team squad. Willock as well. Oh, that was a sell yeah, sold him. Yeah, the players, the players that we've sold. I mean, that's eight that have gone out on loan and play first team players that we sold: Kalashnitz, William, Willock, and uh, uh, Louise. And that's it. So there's four first team players that have been sold, and seven have gone out on on loan. That's a, that's a starting eleven. Yeah, yeah. Without, um, without a goalkeeper, not that we need a goalkeeper. But there is, um, there's definitely something going on, which is why I'm not too angry, Stan, because you can see something's going on. And there's an entire, there's, there's all Wenger's players and there's all Emery's players. And then there's a couple of stopgap players like Mary that, um, Emma, that Arteta has brought in. And you can see there's a process going on. So that's why I'm not angry. I'm just, just disappointed. But yeah, definitely something's going on, isn't there? We are moving forward. Yeah, you can see that they've, they've definitely got a plan of that, that, that they're trying to work to. I think since Mikel Arteta has come in, the plan may have changed on a couple of occasions, but it seems like now they've found something that they all seem to be agreeing on. And, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to find out even more that, that should any players come in this window, what the profile is going to be. You know, I hope it's kind of nearer to the Vlavic profile as opposed to the other rumours and, and uh, you know, the, the Diego Costa profile. I'd rather stay away from that, that end of the scale. Thank you very much. I think he said that he wants to go to Corinthians and join Good. up with William. Does he want to use my Uber account? It's available. I don't mind. you got a, a Brazilian Uber account? I could get one. Don't worry. If it means that he's not coming over here, I'd find a But there's a will, there's a way. Oh, dear. Wait, how does it make you feel? Because we talked about on the show last night about all the, um, the players leaving. It is... So I know sometimes it's, it's probably better if players leave in an orderly in an orderly fashion, and then they're replaced by similar players in an, in an orderly fashion. But it seems to be 
little bit like the Titanic. Everyone go, everyone go. Oh, we're going to get in. Is there anyone there? Everyone run. Get out while you can. I've, I've always felt that with Mikel Arteta and, and his rebuild. And I said it very early on uh, when he came in as our manager that I didn't feel that the rebuild would truly be able to get underway until every single one of the players that were here under Arsene Wenger's tenure has gone. Because since Arsene Wenger, the reason that Arsene Wenger went was because the results weren't going in a favourable way. Since then, we've had other people coming to be the manager. We tried uh, Emery. We even had Freddie Lundberg having a, having a little go in there. And even at the beginning of uh, Mikel Arteta's tenure and through the most of that first season, just some terrible performances. And I just think that a lot of those players, until they're all gone, like Lacazette, Aubameyang, Chambers, Holding, Elneny, I think they're the only ones that are really left from that Wenger era. Once they've all gone, then I truly believe that the rebuild will truly be able to start in earnest because they're the only one constant that's still hanging around the club. You know, we've we've changed our executive board people, we've changed uh, the manager on a few occasions, but those little groups of player, that that group that I named, they're still around, and I just want them to go now. I mean, I still think that perhaps maybe there's a squad place for our players like Chambers, Holding, and maybe to an extent of El, El Nene, but that would just be being lazy. You know, we've got to upgrade on those players and try something else because they've had plenty of time. Oh, I forgot to include Shaka in there as well, obviously. Like, he's the glaring one. He's the linchpin of that posse, you know. But they've all had their opportunity over a long number of seasons now to, 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 to do something for us. And we've just always fallen. So that they need to go and we need to upgrade. You know what my biggest concern about all this is? I put my my hat as an owner on right now. We're getting rid of a lot of players, Danny. You've mentioned how many players, but I can only think of one player we got a fee for, which was Joe Willock. Yeah, <laughs> we just, a lot of players leave, but we don't actually get any money for them. So when I'm very worried that at some point, the big Stan... <laughs> Sorry, Stan. <laughs> the oh, we big, got 750 grand boss, for Ben Sheaf from Coventry. There you go. The big boss Stan is going to come calling and knocking on the door. Even to his son, he's going to say, son, I need some money here, mate. And we're going to have to sell one of our players to make some money because we're going to have to sell one of our star young players. I, I just got that feeling because you cannot keep signing players and releasing players on a free... And then, you know, like the Pablo Mari one, for example, ridiculous. 15 league, <laughs> 14 league games, ridiculous. Come on. That's, that's, come on. Like, as a, as an owner, I'll be like, okay, what, what happened here? And if it was like a one off, I'll be like, okay, uh, you know, the, it's fine. But then you had the William one to back that up as well, which is very similar. Then you got the Cedric one as well. So those three signings there, for me as an owner, those were. Those will give me heart palpitations, really, because I'll be like, what is going on here? I just paid so much money for three players who have, one of them just left for nothing. You know, we released him on a free. Marie's basically gone on loan. He's basically, I don't know how long he's got left on his contract, but he could have about 10 back. years. Yeah, he can't come back. Cedric, we gave a four year contract to. He's probably played 15 games or less for this season. So you're just wasting money and you're getting nothing 
back in. So at some point, you have to start making money. Then, if you're talking about qualifying for Europe, we don't even have an. A, we don't have any players to play in Europe. <laughs> we, we don't. We can't cope with that. So, what are we going to do? Sign about fifteen players next summer or something? I, I don't know how the the squad management is. It must be driving them mad. They must just have charts and charts and oh, trying to work out what's going on with the squad. I think the most overused piece of uh, equipment they must have in their office is the shredder with all the contracts that they're just like terminating. And we started doing that. And it seems now that that seems to be a fashion at Arsenal that once we get a bit of dead wood and they're hanging around for too long, we just tear up their contract and we don't get anything coming back. And that's, that's really bad business. I mean, that can't continue to, to, to happen. And that that comment from Joshua Page there, yeah, I even forgot that our highest paid player is sitting on he's sitting in the stands right now. Like, it's been it, an entire gone. No, it's that's even that for example is another thing that they must have gone to um, the board or stand and said, you know, oh, we we think it's a really good idea to sign Aubameyang to a a three year contract at three hundred and something. Oh, he's going to be the star player, the linchpin. And two years later, he's a year and a half later, he's in the stands not playing. Like at some point, as an owner, I'll be like, "Oh, what's going on here? Is someone trying to run a, a scam on me or something?" Well, especially if you, if you if you reel that even further back, and you look at what happened with Ozil at the time, he was another player on a lot of money, a hell of a lot of money, and the board went along with him and kept him, you know, allowed him to keep him out of the team. But he's doing it again. Everyone's put in the chat. Our most expensive player is getting more games oh, for his country yeah, than his club and one. goals. <laughs> I think there's another two one. Goals in the Afcon. Yeah, and an assist. There's another um, one. You, you, do you see what I mean? Like it's crazy. But yeah, the um, uh, I read an article going into details about the Pablo Mari deal. That bloke has cost so much money. Initially, it was um, nine million pound, but then it was a five million pound in January 2020 uh, as a loan, and then three million pound in January 2021, and then a one million pound every 10 games for a maximum of 80 games. So, um, by the 14th of January this year, he uh, 20, last year, it cost us nine million. And I think there was a however many games he's played since then, so that's probably another two or three. Um, no, no, probably hasn't even made the the he's played two or three, hasn't even made the other million thing. So, that player has cost us nine million. And at first, there was a rumour that it was a seven and a half million loan and then a seven and a half million to buy him. Because that's what we did with um, Suarez, wasn't it? We paid about five million to get him on loan, even though his contract was up in six months. Yeah. And then we've got all, you've got all these other players where they're, they're costing an absolute fortune. And never in my life as an Arsenal fan have I known more any players to have their contracts ripped up. We've done it with Kalasnitz, we've done it with Ozil, we, we, we've done it with Mustafi, we've done it with um, uh, Socrates. Hey? Lichtensteiner, was he another one that we ripped up? I mean, he was only on a one-year deal, oh. Lichtensteiner. And then he went off to play in, um, I think he went to play in Spain, maybe Levante or something like that. He did. Oh, no, he went to play for a team near the bottom of Serie A. Um, yeah, so... Uh, so um, Did I ask you, Fem, where we go from here then as a club? Do we just trudge on for another 18 games? Or do you think there's any hope that we can rekindle the, uh, the 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 stuff that we had the five nil Norwich and then the performance against Man City do you think it's more down than up for the rest of the season 
It just depends. It depends. I think our next six games. Um, our next six games are. I saw Orbino had a stats yeah, but our next six games that those were six games last season that we got. I think three points in totals, and they're, they're quite straightforward games. Games like Burnley, Villa, uh, Wolves. You know, games like that. I think that will basically tell us our season. Because there's not, I don't. There's not a Liverpool, or Chelsea, uh, Tottenham, or United in our next six games. Less, I think we've got Leicester as well. It's time to put the boots on now. Those six games, we got two, got two games in February. <laughs> so look at the date now, 20th of January. So between the what's what's Sunday, the 23rd or 24th, between the 24th of January and the end of February, we've got three games in total. Come on, we got we got to get our shooting boots on here. There's no more excuses. Um, we can still do it. Um, I think when the games do get to that kind of one a week stuff, we should we should be able to do something. But we actually seem to play better when we have regular game time. Actually, when we have a, a few games off or a, few, a week off or something, we seem to look disjointed all the time. So. I, I, you know, let's see the next the next six games. I think will tell us will determine our season. Um, there's no way we should be finishing seventh again. No way from this position. Especially if everyone else has still got a lot of cup games left. I mean, Liverpool have got the League Cup. They got the FA Cup. They got the Champions the um, the Cham- Champions League. Chelsea have still got all of those competitions. Um, club, club World Cup as well. Yeah. So, uh, if people, if you've got any questions, we've done forty minutes. So we're going to do a few questions, and we're, we're going to go off and lick our wounds because because uh, we're sad. Stan, is there anything you want to talk about that we haven't covered yet? No, not really. Just um, just to tag on from what family was saying there that you know it's all for me. It's what we do in this window is going to define how this season shakes out. You know, if that window slams shut and there's no one has has come in, then. You know, brace yourselves because it's going to be a bumpy ride. You know, you might want to turn the volume down on your Twitter feeds, man, because it's going to get loud on there. You know, <laughs> people shouting and screaming that they've had it up. I'm not putting up with it anymore. Yeah. So, any questions? Put them in the chat. And we'll answer them. Right. Uh, start off with Femi. Um, Craig says Arteta has the worst disciplined team since he took over. Why do you think this is? Oh man, this one's a tough one because we keep getting red cards, but it's not like we're a nasty team or dirty team. I thought we, tonight I thought we were unlucky because every time we seem to make a tackle, the referee was ready to give us a yellow card. Um, and Liverpool were making similar tackles, and it was just letting it go. It was, it was quite a weird one, but I, I, I mean, he, what did he get? A sh- he could have got a straight red tonight. I think that's the only saving grace. But fourteen reds. It's too much. It's too much. You, you're always playing against it when you're playing with ten men, and we seem to always struggle. We, I don't. I highly doubt we've won a game under Arteta that we've had ten men. I highly, highly doubt it. So it's not like when we're playing with on the on the Wenger, we used to regularly just go to ten men and win games, <laughs> especially in the early days. Just, just. But yeah, the the discipline side of things, we we it's it's like you've got it always. A lot of it seems to be second yellows as well. Like you've got yellow, you don't need to go steaming into another tackle. Like it's 
it, it, it might be at a point where where a player's got a yellow now, Arteta might just have to take them off. <laughs> I think we get. I think we're getting to that point because it's as soon as certain players in certain positions get a yellow, you, your heart just starts getting worried. Gabriel, Xhaka. You, you just start thinking, oh, they're going to get a red card. They're going to get a red card. Jacker don't, do don't do second yellows, does he? He just goes straight in, man. He's like that guy that sits at the poker table and just pushes all his chips in and goes, I'm all in. He don't do second yellows. But we do. We do. Um, I mean, it wasn't so long ago that I can remember, you know, a lot of people complaining that we had a soft underbelly and that we were a soft touch. So I am glad that we are putting it about a little bit more that we're not so easily to be roughed up but we have you know we i think that we've had some terrible refereeing decisions of late you know i'm at the stage now where i'm putting a tinfoil hat on and i'm even beginning to buy into there's a conspiracy against arsenal so i didn't realize until thunder put it here that party got his two yellows in the space of three minutes i didn't see the first one it wasn't the a yellow. Was the first one was late. not. It wasn't a yellow at all. Uh, at all, it wasn't a yellow. But once you've got the yellow, I mean, don't make a tackle like that at all. Yeah, we know that, but they don't seem to do it. Um, right, Stan, it says one from formerly knows, uh, is Leno going to Newcastle happening or just a rumour? Any ideas? Well, it must be a rumour because that's the first I've heard about it. I never knew <laughs> anything uh, about that, but was. I was... I was surprised to see him not on the bench, and I thought to myself, is he injured? If he's not injured, then that sounds like something could be happening. Yeah, Danny, remember last week when we did the show and I said to you we, that Leno was the cup keeper, and I said I was shocked when I saw Ramsdale in goal last week for the League Cup, and I said, I don't think Leno's playing again this season because we're out of the FA Cup, we're not in Europe. I said, he's not playing again this season, and lo and behold, um, rumours started this afternoon that Newcastle as well as an Italian club and a couple of German clubs are looking to take him on loan I thought, oh, what utter rubbish we're not going to sell him now, we don't have a backup keeper. Oh, guess what Arsenal made a bid for the United States, I don't know if he's the first, is he the first team national keeper? Matt Matt something What team is he at? Uh I don't know their teams, man. <laughs> I know the American the football Wizards. teams. The Wizards and basketball team. DC um, United, United. There you go. He plays for DC United. Matt something. Um, we've put in a five and a half million bid for him. Um, yeah, Matt Turner. There you go. Matt Turner. Um, we've put in a bid for him. Five and a half million. So all the rumours just look like Leno's out of the door. That apparently he was just not happy about being dropped for the League Cup last week. And I said that to you, Danny. I said, Leno will not be happy about this. Oh, I've, so I've never like, heard of him. Yeah, oh, I've we go. Either, yeah. Matt Turner plays for the New England Revolution. No, he doesn't play for any. Oh, New England Revolution. Revolutions, yeah. Um, he is six foot three, 27 years old, and 13 games for... USA since 2021. Um, Matthew Charles Turner. Never. So he is their first choice keeper then. 
Yeah, uh, seemingly. Oh, well, uh, that'll be good. It's always good when we get um, some Americans at the club. We've only had, uh, I think, one, Danny Carvassian. That didn't really work out well. He got injured. Um, Avon has asked, would you recall sleep at this point? We can't. You're not allowed. So that's not happening. Um, Stan Divian says, Divune. Oh, I can't remember if it's Divian or Divune. I think when he did it phonetically, it was double O. So Divune. Uh, do you guys think Fiorentina will take Pepe off our hands? Um, again, didn't even know that was something that was on the table. But, <laughs> what did um, I? But, you no, know, I think he means in a swap for, for their, um, the striker we want. And we've already, I don't think that's on the table. We've already offered Torreira and a, and like a truckload of money. I mean, why don't we just give him the fucking the, the Queen of England's crown as well? You know, I mean, what does it the take? Emirates Stadium. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how much are we, do we are we going to pay for this guy? How many players do you want? <laughs> um, right, question for you, Femstar, is uh, from David. He says, "Who was the last striker that came from Serie A that did well in the Premier League?" Fabrizio Ravanelli at, at Chelsea, no uh, Middlesbrough. Definitely um, not Lukaku, is it? <laughs> no Zola, Zola uh, at Chelsea. <laughs> um, there has been one, loads that have been complete and utter failures. People just get them and and they go, oh, fifteen million, twenty, thirty, forty. Stan, what about the one that? One? I can't, yeah, I can see his face, but his name's just popped out of my head. He became Chelsea's manager as well. Gianluca Vialli. Yes. Vialli. He was all right, wasn't he? Um, Vialli. Someone said Henri. Oh, there you go. That's a shout. <laughs> Henri. Well, Te- he wasn't really a striker, but... Dennis Bergkamp. Bergkamp was... I was actually thinking of the nationality, right? But you, yeah, Italian. Came, you came from yeah. that league. Didn't do too badly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, not, not a lot of players cross over from Serie A to the Premier League, to be fair. I mean, would you want to leave Italy to come and live here? Oh, the food, the the women, the the warm weather, the the mental case fans that are going to kill you as soon as look at you. There's not actually a lot of Italian players that I can even think of playing in the league of of Italian nationality that I can think of that play in the league. I'm sure there may Over be here. one or two. Yeah, got as, in the as, Premier League, uh, there's maybe as, one or as, two, but I can't think of any Italians playing in the Premier League that I can think of. I'm sure there's one or two somewhere. Yeah. Um, oh, but, uh, Nova says Balotelli. Well, that worked, didn't work, did work, didn't work, did work, didn't work. <laughs> Personally, I loved I loved him. He was brilliant. Well, um, he's still playing in somewhere. Yes. Um, right, next question for you, Femi, is uh, from Ravinda. It says, am I the only one that doesn't want the Vlahovic fella? Uh Agent sounds a nightmare. Who else is gettable? Good luck with that. Fem, I'm going to go and press some buttons. Um, mate, uh, like I said before, I don't, do you know what the problem is? It's hard to know what goes on behind the scenes because all this noise about him not wanting to come and his agent, this and it, it could just all be smoke screen. You know, the deal could be getting done in the background nice and smoothly for all we know you know we don't know because there's so many and this is quite weird when you go to sign a player from italy there's the rumors just are crazy they <laughs> seem to have a lot of sports papers or football papers out there and all these itk twitter accounts that are larger than life and they seem to want to give you an update every day when sometimes there's just no update is there 
<laughs> there's just nothing to say but they just they come they shout oh yes this is it. here we go and all of this stuff and there's nothing going on it's just and they say well he doesn't want to come and it, sometimes it doesn't help the player does it because the player might be <laughs> he might something might be getting done so i'm trying to look at the comment <laughs> something might be getting done but you know we don't know so you know, he looks a good player. I, I finally let myself watch a compilation the other day. That means he probably won't come now. That means you're um, an expert. Yeah, I'm an expert now. Yeah, <laughs> expert scout. <laughs> he looks a good player, but, you know, it's it's one of those ones where it's if it happens, it happens. If not, just move on quickly. I'm just looking at that Dar- Darwin Nunes. He looks, he's pretty, uh, he scores the goals. He's 6 foot 2 Uruguay. You're going 22. 13 goals in 14, right? Six assists. 14 in like 15 that. in the league oh, and 19 in 24 all comps. Ben Fika. Ben Fika. Okay. Uruguayan. He came up on my radar about a month ago. Someone said, what about this guy? And I'd never heard of him. So I watched a few videos and looked him up and I was oh, like... Expert. Got, oh, yes. Yeah, I'm yes, an expert on right. him now. Yes, yes. You're but yeah, right. he looked, yes. um, got some good numbers. Okay, question up. Sorry. Go on. I was going to say, I did also hear that uh, again. Well, Newcastle seemed to be linked with everyone, but they were they were linked with Darwin Nunes in the story that I read as well. But as I just said, they're linked with everybody at the minute. Devune says, uh, "How is it feasible to swap three players for one? Has it ever been done before in Italy? Those sort of deals because you'd have part ownership. Sometimes you'd have five or six players going to one club and one coming back the other way. But in the UK." I don't ever know if anyone's let two players. God knows we've tried in the Wenger years. <laughs> Have everybody. Just give us someone who isn't shit. And then his final question uh, from Divian says, uh, wasn't Fiorentina sold for 160 million euros in 2019? We should just buy the club. That's a bucket <laughs> load of players we can call them. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I it think, could be our feeder uh, club, right? <laughs> Yeah, we uh, that worked well with Beveren, didn't it? We got in trouble and got, I think we nearly got banned from Europe for that. The shenanigans that was going on. So, um, I think that's a good that's a good way to end the show. So I just read uh, that comment by Craig Barlow, but I, I it was at a glance and I thought it said Newcastle are linked with Madonna, and I was like, huh? And then I saw the R. Surprised. <laughs> well, just get out there, get a pointy boobs out, and do some voguing on the pitch. Oh, Carnage says Salah. He come from Serie, but I think I was. Yeah. Thinking Italian yeah, yeah, strikers, yeah. but Flahovic isn't Italian, is he? Uh, oh. By the club. That's what we need to do. And Calvert-Lewin, I'm not sold him. I don't know. Knowing Arlock will buy the club, they'll be our feeder club, and the player will still say he wants to go to Juventus. <laughs> Apparently, Ravinda says her knees have gone. Uh, that's the Madonna deal over and done with then. <laughs> right, we were nearly done an hour. Uh, thank you very much to everybody who turned up tonight for this, uh, this post-mortem of something that was... Uh, we didn't. Really, I mean, I could. I could I've not. I've had. Tell you, this is. What I've had one apple in twenty six hours. I, as this is what I do for you people. I haven't eaten. It's uh, ten forty five. Now I'm going to go and make my dinner because uh, I was watching the game and getting stuff, and I didn't get up till late and blah de blah de blah. So thank you very much, everybody in the chat who joined us. Uh, we couldn't do this without you lot turning up. Uh, if you're new, give it a subscribe. If you liked it, give it a tickle on the thumbs up. Uh, Femster, thank you very much. Thank you. Give your new headphones. Yeah, loving it. <laughs> They're a little bit quiet, but you are quite a softly spoken gentleman. I've noticed that. So, uh, oh, let me know next time I can um, turn them up some. 
Oh, oh, he's got buttons on his headphones. Oh, <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Stan, thank you very much as usual. You're becoming a bit of a regular on these shows. Do like having you on. Someone thank of my you. generation. Thank you for having me on, and I do enjoy. I did enjoy talking to the both of you today, even though we didn't get what we wanted. I, I, it was good to get it off. Our, get it off my chest. I thank you. So, where can people find you? Have you got any podcasts? I saw you were drinking. Did you have? A, you were drinking a big pint glass uh, or big mug of beer the last time I watched you a couple of nights ago with uh, with um, the bearded gooner and that lot. Yeah, that's me. Uh, that's me. Arsenal. Uh, my arsenal sort of beer glass that I usually have my beers out of because it's late at night when I'm on uh, doing the shows. But um, I will be on tonight. It's Thursday night, so I will be on uh, later on on the Arsenal Fan Circle with Ray and all the guys. And uh, if anybody's like up late in the UK, come and check us out. We're going to be on at about 5.40 PST time. And we are, well, are we eight hours behind you lot in the UK? So if anybody's up... one come in and have a listen and you can listen to us talk about this all over again and i'll just say all the same stuff i've got a script <laughs> never know you might be able to get a few poles of wisdom that, that femi has let out and then and form them off as your own that's what i like to do if you're listening late you would be like hold on a minute he's recycling the same jokes <laughs> i said that <laughs> anyway uh right thank you very much everybody we will be back possibly on sunday if that game doesn't get cancelled with a preview show and a post game show and I'm going to be working on a uh, a new intro. I'm making an intro video. I've had an idea. I'm going to do it, and then uh, we'll see what a, what a, what an absolute mess I make of it. So we will see you all later. Thank you very much, and good night. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog. <laughs>